Welcome to the Linguistown Life Podcast. In this sermon, Pastor Adam Eastup preaches about renewing your faith and the importance of waiting. This sermon was originally preached at Linguistown Life on May 15th, 2022. Welcome to the Linguistown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. So we want to thank you for being good and faithful stewards of ministry by your regular and consistent financial support. George thought, as it was my last saying ministry here at Linglestown Life, it might be fitting to think back and look back on my time here for a minute. Uh, For those of you unaware, I grew up at Linglestown Life. My parents were married here. I was baptized here. My faith was nurtured here. And as well as my call to ministry, I gave my first sermon at the Easter sunrise service the youth did when I was 16 in the sanctuary. If I remember correctly, the sermon was God is love. Um, All of that happened here. I met my wife here. Um, My kids were baptized here. Uh, So many things have happened in my life that are a part of this community of faith. And it's been humbling and an honor to be able to give back and some small way over the last 13 years by serving you as uh, on staff here at the church. Now, through all of your financial gifts, volunteer hours, et cetera, we are able to see how those investments brought a beneficial return. And our gifts today and our service and prayers will make a difference in the lives of children and youth here today. And we never know when one might come back to serve us as I have had the honor of doing. With that in mind, let's pray over the offering. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to partner together in your life-transforming work. As you continue to bless our lives so that we can continue to bless others, make us see the opportunities before us and cause us to open our arms and extend our hands towards others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, Pardon me. Ah, right, here we go. Uh, we have two weeks left in our remissioning series, and this may actually be the hardest week of this series to take to heart. I mean, the other weeks are, are things that are active, things that we engage in, whether it's reconstructing, uh, restoring, remissioning. These are all things that we do. Today, we're talking about renewal through waiting. Renewal through waiting. Now, the irony that somebody like myself who is renowned for his patience and, uh, amongst other things, is giving his last sermon on waiting here at Linglestown Life is not lost on me. But let me tell you, waiting stinks. As a family, we... As my family has taken these steps towards our next... um, towards our move down to Florida, we've done a lot of waiting. Uh, We've waited to find a new house. Kendra saw, I think... 12 or 13 different houses in Florida um, that, that last week, just when we were visiting and we saw houses together, we saw eight in two days. Um, a lot of things that, that we were doing, we were waiting to finalize, the, waiting for the right house. I think we put down four different offers until one finally took. Uh, we had to wait to finalize the details and get inspections done and get appraisals and all of that long, drawn-out process. We're waiting to be reunited. Kendra's been out in Florida since the end of March. She's not coming back up here for our move for another couple of weeks. It's been two months of me and the kids. 
Poor kids. Wow. They probably agree with you. Right, guys over there? Poor kids. Oh. You know, I, we're, there's a lot more waiting yet to do. I'm not looking forward to waiting in the lines at the DMV in Florida to get a new driver's license and to get new tags and all of that stuff. Again, just yuck. <laughs> the disciples reacted very similarly when they were told to wait so they could be renewed for the ministry ahead of them after Jesus' resurrection. I can imagine how hard it must have been for them as they are sitting there eating with the resurrected Jesus. Like, Jesus was dead, now he's alive, he's sitting right next to me eating fish and bread or whatever else. This is great. And they're anxious and excited to see what's next after a little resurrection of the body. And, And yet Jesus told them, to wait. And so we're going to pick it up in verse 4 of Acts 1. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around, then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You see, the disciples, they're they're ready to go. They're ready to take back their country. Let's Let's kick some Roman rear end, you know. Let's, let's go. Let's get Israel back on the board. But they still don't quite understand why Jesus came. Jesus didn't come for a political revolution or a political restoration. Jesus knows this. He knows they aren't ready yet. They aren't equipped. They aren't prepared. They need a renewing of their mind that can only come from the Spirit. And so he tells them to simply wait. You will want what's coming, guys. But the Jesus' Jesus' disciples reply, (laughs) why? Why do we need to wait? What's important about waiting? And we're going to talk about three different things when it comes to waiting, the purposes of waiting. And the first that we're going to talk about this morning, waiting is important because we love to get ahead of ourselves. We can be so focused on what's next, what's coming up, Uh, That's how the disciples reacted when they heard they have to wait. Jesus, this is the time. We're going to kick the Romans out. Yes, let's move forward. And keeping an eye on what's to come is fine. We should be prepared for the future, but not at the cost of the present. Uh, There's a struggle and challenge in there. We can get so focused on tomorrow that we forget about the possibilities of today. So God sometimes tells us to wait. And then if we fight against that and push forward anyway when we're not ready, it can lead to disastrous consequences. Can you imagine what would have happened if the disciples, you know, Jesus tells them to sit and wait, stay in Jerusalem, I'm sending my spirit, just wait. If if the disciples would have said, eh, Jesus, that sounds, you know, great and all, Uh, you know, sit up here in this room, eat some more food, lounge around, that's wonderful, but 
and wait for this spirit to come. But we've been waiting for hundreds of years to restore Israel's independence, so we're going to move forward. We're tired of waiting. You see some Israelites? They actually did that. They moved forward before they were ready. And they started an armed rebellion against the Roman Empire in the late 60s, not the 1960s, okay? Not Woodstock 60s. We're talking about the original 60s. No 1918, no 20, no, none of it, just 60s, about 30 years after Jesus' ministry. And you know what happened when they did this? That. Their city was burned, their temple was destroyed. That temple still lies in ruins 2,000 years later. They weren't ready. Now, I'm not saying that if you push forward with whatever plans are ahead of you before you're ready, that you're going to destroy a temple that lies in ruins for thousands of years. But the cost of going before we're ready can be extremely high. Jesus knew the disciples didn't quite understand yet what his ministry was all about. Even though they had been with him for three years, they needed the Spirit's, gui the Spirit's guidance, the Spirit's, the Spirit's teaching, um, and renewal to build this fledgling faith. And that leads us to the next reason waiting for renewal is important, and that is preparation. We often see waiting as a needless delay. Why do I have to stand around in line for something I could do quickly on my own? Why can't I do this online? I've got to do this in person, blah, blah, blah. And, but Jesus sees it very differently. To Jesus, waiting is, for renewal is preparation. If we're going to reconstruct, if we're going to restore, or if we're going to remission or reawaken that we're going to talk about next week, if we're going to do those things in ways that honor God's love, God's mission and ministry, then we need to be adequately prepared. If the disciples didn't wait and just move forward, they would have done things Jesus never envisioned for them. By their own question about the restoration of the nation of Israel, they, Jesus knows they're not ready. They're showing they're not ready because Jesus doesn't care about political revolution. Jesus came for spiritual revolution. By waiting for the renewal through the Holy Spirit, it caused a radical change in them. I mean, just, just look at the difference after Pentecost, okay? Before Pentecost, we get this question, Jesus, is now the time you're going to restore Israel. Yay! Pentecost comes. The Spirit comes. And after it does, Peter gets up and preaches a powerful message, not about the restoration of the political kingdom of Israel, but about the restoration of our spiritual selves to the kingdom of God. It's completely different because they waited, they were renewed, they were prepared and ready. See, Easter, Easter gives us such a spiritual high that we can sometimes take on, we feel like we can take on the world. You know, Christ is risen indeed, and we, we rush into action. We burn brightly and burn out quickly because we're not strong enough. Isaiah 40 speaks to the power of waiting. Verse 31 teaches, But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see, waiting not only makes sure we don't lose sight of the present, it also ensures we are adequately prepared, and it gives us the strength to persevere when things get rough. 
and things, things will get rough. So those disciples who waited for the Spirit, rough times for them were ahead. You know, out of all of them, only one, one died of old age. The rest were all martyred, killed for their faith. Them ain't good odds. One. And they needed the strength to persevere in ways that they never imagined were possible. Rough times lay ahead for these new ministers of the way. And it's no, no different today. In my own journey of ministry, I, I'm not unique in that I received my calling in ministry in high school. And it's really easy to say, hey, graduate high school and then go right into ministry. But you're told to wait. And I went to college. And, okay, I have a college. Can I do ministry? And there's, you're still told to wait. you got to go to seminary. So you do seminary. And then you're like, okay, now's the time. And then you're told to wait again. Do it for a little bit. Build up your knowledge. Build up your preparation. Build up your strength. You're told to wait time and again. And it's not easy. Be much simpler just to go forward and not look back. Now, some of you may be thinking, you know, when do we know when it is time to move forward? I mean, yes, waiting for renewal is important, but shouldn't we, yes, we shouldn't be pressured to move before we're ready, but we also can't let fear keep us from moving forward at all. So how do we know the difference? How do we know when it is time to sit back and wait and when it is time to move forward? And so let's go back to Acts 1 and verse 14. We find what the disciples were doing while they waited. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and the Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And so we have to pray together. We have to study together. We have to be in community together, grow as disciples together. And that's how we will be renewed. That's how we will grow. And that's how we will find the affirmation we need to move forward. And so the question we have before us this morning, are we ready to do the inward work? Are we ready to do the work that, that no one can see, that can't be measured? It can be an easy ask to do the things like rebuild and restore or awaken that we're going to talk about next week. But if we're asked to stop and wait, renew our spirits, our minds, our faith, whoa, uh, that's, that's hard. It can't be seen or measured, but it is just as important as anything else we do. You know, we're, we're afraid. Oh, am I being lazy? Because I'm not doing something people can see and measure? You know, God could have sent his son at, at any time. You know, from the moment sin entered this world, God could have sent Jesus at any time. And he waited and waited and waited for thousands of years. Galatians 4.4 tells us that at just the right time, he sent Jesus. And so, are we prepared to follow the example of God, Christ and the disciples? Are we prepared to wait until we are renewed for the right time to move forward? Are we ready to wait? Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much.
that you have modeled this idea of waiting for us. And we pray that you will continue to teach us, to prepare us, to equip us, and strengthen us for when the time is right for us to move forward so that we move forward with your spirit, with your blessing, with your son, in whose name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Lingostown Life Podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.lingostownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth and love God and love others.